Dungeons and Dragons liberal edition is maybe the worst video either of you have ever sent me for any reason. Well, oh well, if that's the worst, then we got to send you. We got to send you more videos because there's <laughs> there's a whole yeah. world of cringe out there. Yeah. yeah, but like some videos, you feel like they're sort of intended to be awful in some way, either in like a literalist, like I'm reveling in being an awful person or no, like no, no, a satirical. No, no, I, 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 I don't mean that. I, I'm not talking about that. Like there are conservative videos that attempt to be funny, but just make you want to fucking crawl out of your skin. It's just, it's just bad. They're just terrible. It's cringe. It's cringe. It's cringe. It's yeah. Crazy. Like I've said, <laughs> like I've said, uh, the cringe you keep with you forever. Really. It never goes away. Uh, once you're exposed to it, it's like radiation. Really. You don't know what it does to your cells, but you know, it does something wrong and you don't really precisely know the effects of it, but you know, it's there. Yeah, like, like PragerU is the Chernobyl of cringe, but instead of containing it, there's just a bunch of people pouring more nuclear waste on, on like, onto the trash fire. It's definitely incredible how PragerU has attracted, like, all of the right's worst personalities to come make toxic shit for them. Like it's it's the it's the absolute perfect cesspool of these people. <laughs> like like yesterday, uh, I was in I was in the elevator at my dorm and I was heading up to my floor and there was a guy, and I saw in his backpack there was a Turning Point USA sticker, and like no. this is this is only kind of tangentially related to to PragerU, but like they're fucking cut of the same cloth, and I was I was never more scared to be stuck in, at the prospect of being stuck in an elevator than, than right then. Well, the thing is, like it's, these not, these... it's not really uh, tangential because Turning Point and PragerU feature the same personalities. Like I said, it's like yeah. PragerU literally recruits all of these people, you know, Ben Shapiro, you know, uh, freaking Steven Crowder, like all of Charlie these... Kirk, like <laughs> Like everybody, everybody in the fucking right wing shitosphere is on there. Yeah, all of them. Like that. I mean, like, PragerU has deep pockets, so I'm sure like those gigs mm -hmm. pay fucking great. So of course they're gonna do it. And they've um, like they've like memed these personalities into relevancy. Candace fucking Owens was in a uh, was in a congressional hearing on white supremacy. And her testimony, you know, as you can imagine, was right. White supremacy doesn't exist. It's black people's fault for everything. Jesus Christ. God. These people, I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, you have to wonder, are they stupid, you know? Like, are, do they just, like, not get it on some level? Is there something? Is there some connection that they're just not making? You, you, you want to hope that that's the case. Because the alternative is just that they're all fucking lying about everything. <laughs> well, I have to think some of them are lying. Uh, like, some of them have to be smart enough to know what's really true. But the grifter heart they have, the dishonest heart they have, is telling them that the grifter money is more important than the truth. 
like honestly, like I'm I'm, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you a question here. Which is worse, the the just the stupid idiot that believes the shit that they're selling, or the grifter who knows that they're selling hate and they're selling bigotry, but they like the money? Which is worse? Definitely the grifter, in my mind. You can convince the stupid person. You can't convince the grifter. Also, Mm -hmm. like because in order to convince the grifter, you have to give them more money. Like uh, more and more money. (laughs) I mean, they have the Coke brothers' money, and we have the Soros money, so I think it evens out. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Soros payroll department has been pretty lacking lately. Like uh, Trump's attacks on the deep state. Uh, you know, pensions have been cut, salaries have been cut just across the board. We don't have enough money to suppress conservative ideas anymore. It's really <laughs> sad. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like if you are a knowing grifter, like, I don't know, it's just so much. There, there are so many people that are. They were raised into conservative ideology or they were convinced into it by somebody or they were just never given a compelling argument for the left, you know? Like that's that's real shit that people go through is like, you know, nobody nobody actually comes up to them and articulates real solutions at any point. Uh and if if all you're hearing is just a bunch of neoliberal nonsense, you know, conservatism can be attractive. Yeah. And so like you, you either hear neoliberal bullshit or like this warped distortion of what quote unquote the left believes. Right. So if you're out there and like you really think that the left is evil because you've like had your head filled with this shit, uh, and like you're just like doing what you think is the right thing by promoting conservative ideology, you still suck, but you aren't as bad as the person who's just like, yeah, give me that paycheck, you dumb conservatives. I don't give a shit. That's a thing, really, about conservative grifters. Because here's the thing. If you're a white guy, like a relatively privileged white person living in the Western world, uh, all the uh, adjectives I can use to describe someone of privilege, let's just put them all in there. Uh, and you're not rich, though. You're all these things, but you're not rich. So you're still oppressed on a class basis. And the dominant narrative within American society is that of progressive is that of liberalism and the progressive version of liberalism advocates intersectionalism, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't advocate, it doesn't advocate class consciousness. So for these yeah. fucking privileged white cis hetero males, I, I, I hate saying that, but <laughs> uh, who are oppressed by capitalism for not being rich. They have this oppression, but the narrative tells them that they can't possibly be oppressed because uh, it does it deliberately avoids class consciousness. So you have these people who have no understanding of why they feel this oppression, and they and it's easy from that from that point onward that introduction to just say that oh those people pushing that narrative they're just trying to disenfranchise you they're trying to switch things around they're trying to make you even more on the bottom they're just trying to disenfranchise you yeah and that's how Mm -hmm. it works (laughs) right like the conservatives just 
conservatives just can't understand that someone would actually want to move towards the disestablishment of hierarchy. So what they default to is, oh no, you're lying. You don't actually want to dis the, you don't actually want to dismantle hierarchy. You're just trying to sneak someone up to the top where they don't belong. Right. Yeah. Like absolutely. They run it through their understanding of, you know, everybody believes in hierarchy. Like, what are you, an idiot? You're some kind of kindergartner? No. The world isn't fucking fair. Of conservative ideology, you you believe that hierarchies and other social constructions are, like, biological. I don't know if I'm using this term correctly, but Foucault talked about biopolitics. I think this might be what it's referring to. Well, they don't all necessarily think it's biological, although some of them definitely do. There are those types, you know, the, well, the skull well, measurers and well, the genetics say this yeah, types, well, bi- you know. Yeah, well, biological, um, but, I just mean but, like, like argument from human nature, you know, that well. Right, there's a, yes, there's a natural order of things, and that natural order of things, this is what conservatives believe, uh, is that, you know, people are going to sort of filter their way down to the right places where they belong. And the people who are most apt will just sort of naturally end up in the best places. And so to the conservative mind, you know, Jeff Bezos just leaderships his way to where he is, you know? He worked 300 <laughs> he times harder. That hard. He works Or even if he didn't work that much harder, his time is that much more valuable. You know, like that is mm-hmm. the underlying perception that goes along with a lot of this thought. And by the way, for those of you listening, this is not safe for wonks. And our editor is indisposed and we've been having trouble with the editing. So this episode is going to be entirely unedited ranting. I'm Kennedy Cooper. Leia Rose. My name's Dre. And, you Be- know, wish us luck that this episode doesn't suck. and We don't have like a super long pause where we all just run out of thought content at the same time but yeah we hope that this isn't you know we got, got kind of off track with scheduling and we're hoping to get back into the swing of things yeah. uh th- thanks for sticking around and remaining to watch this yes awful yeah. podcast yeah, the audience <laughs> will now know how secretly reactionary we are in the uh, mm. prior to editing, <laughs> we'll say the gargoyles shit. who edit the gargoyles who edit this show, like they, they they try they try to convince you that we're leftists, but no, we're secretly they cut, out, they cut out all the JQ discussion, all the racial slurs, all the <laughs> not all the Nazi mm-hmm. slogans. You just never hear mm-hmm. it. <laughs> if you want to hear that stuff, if you want to get a cut of the um of the racism that's inherent within our podcasts go, go, go to our patreon <laughs> that's that's what you'll find there hidden racism <laughs> yeah that's, hidden racism somebody's gonna mm-hmm. somebody's gonna clip this in like a year from now and you know post it somewhere Oh god! There's like this. There's this. Uh, da- there's this dangerous documentaries video that some idiot conservative put together of Chapo, and it was just a bunch of like stupid quotes, obviously taken out of context and obviously like in joke sections. And yeah. like one of the quotes I remember was, "You're stupid. We only want your money. Fuck you." 
It was so obviously like a joke bit. <laughs> the, 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 they had this like very serious narrator that was like, these people believe you're an idiot and they're only in it to steal your money. <laughs> That's right. It's like that Dr. Phil quote. You're fat. You're ugly. You're stupid. Give me $200. That's this yeah. podcast, essentially. Yeah. Uh, audience, whoever's listening, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid. Give us $200. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, even it, just just using fat as an insult, right? That's enough to get us canceled? That- uh, I said it jokingly. Don't fucking... Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, in reality, uh, cancel culture is kind of a myth. Um, nobody's actually ever been like thrown off of the the internet for like making a bad joke. The only people who complain about oh, cancel yeah. culture are those who can fucking profit from it. <laughs> like like all these everybody comedians. that has been supposedly canceled. No, they haven't. First like, of all, most of them did something really bad or in a really large context that makes it worse. Uh, and also like most like everybody that's been quote unquote canceled still has a career except for like Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, like a couple of people who's like, yeah, like actions were like, so like, far over Roman the line. Polanski, Roman Polanski is still getting Oscars. Mel Gibson is still getting Oscars. Right. Like Mike Tyson has his own goddamn TV show. Uh, I don't know if it's still running on like Adult Swim, and he's a convicted rapist. So. <laughs> Like fucking um, Dave Chappelle for that middling Netflix special where he's like, you can't say any of this shit anymore. You get canceled and nobody watches it. You know, it had very high ratings and a lot of people watched it. It's like the most viewed comedy special on Netflix now, actually. Yeah, like fucking (laughs) cancellation doesn't exist. And the only points at which it the actually quote unquote cancels people is for like already marginalized groups. Yeah. Like if you're an independent, like person, a queer person of color who like survives off of like 40 K a month or something, uh, 40 K a year. Sorry. And like, and if somebody wanted to like ruin your career by false allegations or whatever the hell white guys are so scared of now they can do that and you can't recover. But if they did that to like, one of those like privileged white people, they'd be able to recover just fine. So that's the dynamic really. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. no, so the, it's all, it's all crazy. And and we know that it's not like the people that cry about cancel culture wouldn't turn around and quote unquote, cancel someone for their own reasons, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, conservatives love to cancel people. They love to like pull up things like, uh, anti-Israel, for instance, that's something that they'll they'll cancel for you over on the right. Mm-hmm. They'll accuse you of being anti-Semitic, and they'll, you know, the rest. Yeah, not standing yeah. with America's allies and the only democracy like, in the Middle fucking, East. All that bullshit. This is somewhat of an overstatement, but fuck it, man. Like half of the shit that the right accuses the left of is just projection. Well, yeah, that's one of the main strategies, really. Like, cuck. You, you ever think about cuck and conservatives calling other people cucks? Like, the entire ideology of conservatism is cuckoldry. 
<laughs> like being in the actual the definition state, of the word. Being cucked by the being military. Being cucked by the state and being cucked by your boss. <laughs> definitely like a, a, a highly delusional aspect of the whole conservative thing that's like, they're constantly accusing the left of what they're doing. And then at the same time, they're justifying what they're doing with this myth of the ideal conservative that like, has anyone ever seen this person? This, this, this magical conservative that's actually fiscally responsible Working and is actually class. in favor of mm-hmm. like personal freedoms. Heterosexual. You know, the conservatives. It, it, it's like it's like going, but it's like going back to that fucking Dungeons and Jag- Dragons liberal edition video. <laughs> no. Like they had to, they had to invent, they had to invent this fucking fake person that was just the paragon of altruism. Like oh he 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 he's black and he doesn't make too much and he has three kids and he's very nice and he donates to charity and he does he does volunteer work and blah blah blah. Like, uh, like I, I I don't I don't mind trans people I just don't think I should be forced to identify them as what they identify as. It's just like these fucking <laughs> well, fake people. They have to they have to invent these people. That's what I'm saying. It's like they they drag out this like scarecrow of the ideal conservative and they're like this is what we really are is this responsible uh non-interventionist you know personal freedoms loving guy but right now we have to throw that aside for a minute and restrict some personal freedoms even though that's not what we normally do and it's like when was the last Mm -hmm. time that you actually did that thing that you're talking about you know, other than like lowering taxes on the rich, like that's the only personal freedom that actually seems it's, to to matter. It's fucking freedom to do what we want you to, essentially. They hold that like if you're if you're truly free, you should be doing what we want you to, which is obviously bullshit. And they're like, wait, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's not freedom. Oh God, that reminds you of like my Catholic teachers. They're always like true. There's two versions of freedoms, guys. There's freedom that society imposes upon you where you do all the bad things that lead you to sin and horrible life. And then there's the good freedom, which you choose to do the good thing under God's obedience or whatever the fuck. There's good freedom, which is following this set of rules because you wanted to. Wanted to, yes. <laughs> mm, wanted to. You know, this also kind of like brushes up against the the topic of like fascism in a way, because that's also something that has like a similar level of misconception around it about like the honesty. Because a lot of times when people talk about like, oh, there's no real Nazis, there's no real fascists, they imagine that fascists are these people that are strongly convicted of something. But just like these delusional regular conservatives were describing, fascists are simply power hungry and don't really give a fuck about anything or have any substantial ideology. And that's like a huge mistake that a lot of people are making when they're like looking at these conservatives on the uh, that are like, you know, people on the alt right or people that are on the fringe of the alt right kind of guiding people in, uh, you know, people like fucking turning point. Uh, they're looking at these people and thinking, well, they're not real fascists because fascists have a certain, you know, aesthetic. aesthetic yeah. And like, ideology. No, they just want power. They just want power and they don't really care how they get it. And they're willing to hurt everybody in the process. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, aesthetic is aesthetics. Someone said this, but like uh, fascism is an ideology based around aesthetics entirely. It is so hollow of an ideology. Yeah, it's a look, and 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 it's a look yeah. that is deeply embedded in like the consciousness of the abuser because, like, there's always this undertone with fascism and with hardline conservatism and in all of these videos you could you could pick pretty much any conservative youtube video and you're going to see some version of what i'm about to describe uh is that tone of like i didn't want to have to do this but now i'm gonna have to do this which is like you pushed me to the edge (laughs) which is that's just abuser speak and we all know that when abusers speak that way they don't mean it. What they really mean is, I want to do the bad thing. <laughs> I used to be secretly racist or nonchalantly racist, but now I'm blatantly racist. It's like fucking, like, uh, oh, the the left was too PC, so I changed all of my values about taxation, the economy, gay people, and racism. Yeah. Because one person one time in a college classroom asked me not to say the Mm (laughs) N-word. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever, you know, like, yeah, uh, I'm sure y'all have seen that, like, I guess it's a meme. Everything that's an image is a meme, whatever. Uh, (laughs) That's like the three headlines written by the same, like, shitty op-ed writer who's like, you know, uh, why we should listen to Nazis instead of just telling them to shut up. And then it's like, the 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 radical left is driving people to the right. And then it's like, why I'm now a night white nationalist. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't think I don't think anybody forced you to be a white nationalist. I don't think anybody held a gun to your head and was like, listen, lady, you're never gonna be a liberal like me. So go join those white nationalists over there. I'm gonna shoot you. Join Super Weenie Hut Juniors. <laughs> just, just like, just like you, you got a picture of a guy in the middle of putting on a KKK hood, and he's like, ah, "I, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. I was a fisc, I was, I was socially liberal and fiscally conservative, but, but they just canceled me one too many times, and so now I gotta lynch this dude." I, 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 I considered myself a classical liberal. Sargon. <laughs> yeah. oh my fucking god oh that also gets into something i was posting about on the on the twitter this week uh because i, I just, i've just been seeing so much of it lately which is like what is up with conservatives role-playing that they had some kind of liberal phase at any point mm-hmm. oh you know have what's you, even have y'all here? seen this like, like you know what it is it allows them to it allow because you know you can't just argue against a straw man forever. It allows you to simultaneously argue against the left while being some, but while being the thing you're arguing against. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It was it, like, I've seen like, so like, much you, of like it you, with you, this you election coming up. You can just make shit up. You can just be like, I used to be a Bernie supporter. And then they called me racist too many times. And I'm voting for Trump. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like a it's just like a victimhood thing, really. People sympathize with you more if you claim Mm -hmm. to be the victim of something. 
And conservatives love playing the victim card. Holy shit. <laughs> it's just funny because, yeah. like, y'all, th- there's receipts on the internet. You know, like, like I, I literally saw this one guy's Twitter account and all this, this tweet blew up of this guy talking about how he was, you know, he didn't vote for Trump in 2016, but after watching the Dem debates, he felt he had no choice in 2020 but to vote for Trump. And I was just like, okay, let me just scroll back this guy's timeline. And it's all Trump shit for forever, for years. <laughs> like... No, like nobody's fucking buying it. <laughs> like, why? Why did anyone believe this for one second? This guy has like, literally like there, been like doing there nothing a... but sucking Trump's cock on the internet since 2016, and now here he is going, "Oh, I just decided I like Trump in 2020." Like, come on. It's like there is this just god awful article that was like. Mm-hmm. Moderates, moderates don't like impeachment and think it's divisive. And when you look at it, it's like 13. They interviewed like 13 diehard Trump voters that they had pulled from uh, other interviews of diehard Trump voters. And you're like, mm, come on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's this whole fiction of moderates and classical liberals and all of these people that don't really actually exist that much in politics. Not really, no. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I'd say the largest amount of people are just apolitical people who just find politics to be an annoying nuisance. Yeah, I mean, a lot of is. people are basically just apolitical independents who lie about the fact that they don't always vote so that they don't get in trouble with the people around them. Uh, which is bullshit, by the way. Like, if somebody chooses to skip an election cycle, you can feel how you want about them, but being, like, shitty to them just probably means they're not going to vote in the next one. (laughs) Yeah, you can't can't harass people who, like, didn't go out and vote because Hillary Clinton was the DNC nominee. Yeah. Like, that is not productive, folks. I'm just just really wanting... Like hillbots who think that Jill Stein voters are the reason Trump got elected. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Bernie, no, is not he why. bothering you, queen? <laughs> like, I swear, God, your if, voter if, base? <laughs> I swear to fucking God. base. I swear to fucking God, if Hillary runs again, I'm just going to upload an episode that's just me screaming at the top of my lungs for 60 <laughs> fucking Hey, keep it on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if y'all think this unedited, ranting, shitty episode is wild, wait till you hear the episode that we're going to release of Hillary Runs. Jesus Christ. We're going to be melting down over here. Hot lesbian <sighs> screams her head off at white bimbo running for a powerful scene. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole rumor of Hillary running again, that's definitely been on people's minds a lot yeah. again with this whole bullshit she should run uh, so she can like steal all the voters from biden and warren's base and then it'll just be a landslide victory for bernie yeah like that, that's the, the, the that's the that's the fucking problem is that like my my lizard brain 
is like, no, keep keep Hillary from the election, please. I can't take it. And then my like slightly more enlightened part of my brain is like, hey, um, but it'll fucking guarantee that Bernie gets in. No, Hillary. I don't know if it would guarantee that Bernie gets in because but like I mean, like it would sit it would steal half of Warren's votes and half of Biden's votes and half of Harris's votes. No, it would do more than that. It would steal all of Biden and Warren's votes. But that's oh, the problem yeah. is that like all of these people like you know how mythical the Hillary election was for the people that were really bought into her. And they, you know, they just had this starry-eyed, like, it's her time. It's It's her starry time. Her time. I'm with her. All of this, like, just, like, starry-eyed mythology that honestly wasn't that different from the crazy fucking Trump people, if I'm being real, (laughs) like, on some level. And and they're still, they're still, there's there's still HRC stan accounts on Twitter. That's the thing. Like, They're still out there. Just, if she runs again, those people are going to have a field day. They're going to be. It's, that's really scary to me. Be I, I want those people again. to realize at some point that they were wrong, not get another chance to fucking destroy another election and get Trump elected again. <sighs> yeah, fucking hill dog stands are gonna rub their fists, rub their hands together, be like, "Oh, baby, it's time. It's you know what it is. It's time again to ruin another election." Mm-hmm. It's really, really her mm-hmm. turn today. I will run for president again. Let's uh, see. Was I a controversial figure without strong enough policies to match the modern Democratic base? No, it was the voters who were wrong. Speaking of other terrible candidates for Democrat uh, Democrats, uh, Tim Ryan, Mister Two First Names, uh, he dropped out. Hey, nice. <laughs> and he was, the- he was still in. No, he dropped out. But he was still in? Like, I really... He was. I, I had forgotten he existed, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm seeing on Twitter. I'm seeing a bunch of tweets saying people... <laughs> people saying, like, oh, because of this news that Tim Ryan dropped out, I discovered that Tim Ryan was still in. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I I kind of thought that he dropped out around the same time as, like... Uh, like- like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike Bullock is still running. Sestak is still running. Sestak is running. I read an article about that today. It was um, very depressing. As we've talked about <laughs> earlier, the the Wayne gang has not lost any momentum. Oh, absolutely not. You can't lose any momentum if you never had any. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's, that's what true. Newton, That's what Newton said. <laughs> that's, that's Newton's mm-hmm. seventh law of physics. It was just hashtag Wayne Gang. <laughs> he could foresee a hundred years, hundreds of years into the future to this moment. Yes, and not only could he foresee hashtags, but he foresaw Wayne Messam specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, it's been some news. I don't know, Tim Ryan. I I know I've made this joke before, but Tim Ryan to me just always looked like. 
some extra that they just like grabbed for like an episode of the West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some generic guy. Tim. (laughs) (laughs) President Bartlett, Congressman Ryan is here to see you. Right. (laughs) I have this one line. I'm never going to be referenced again. Thank you, Congressman Ryan. <laughs> That's what he thought. I mean, Tim Ryan was like the only dude dumb enough to get dunked on by Tulsi. Like, yeah. Who else did Tol- Tulsi dunk on? Like, David Duke? Oh, wait, no, that's right. She also savaged, uh, what's his name? Smiley guy made all the dad jokes. And, uh, Delaney? No, 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 no. The one Insane. who had the, the, the shoelaces. Swalwell. <laughs> oh, Swalwell. Oh, <laughs> she also eviscerated him. Tulsi's just like a takedown candidate. Like, she's not going to win, but she'll, she'll murder people as she goes. Yeah, she'll start her own podcast. <laughs> and we'll have to compete <laughs> with that. It's called the Tulsi, uh, the Tulsi. What's some good alliteration? Like, Tulsi, uh, Tulsi Tackle. There we go. Tulsi Talk. Uh, truth with Tulsi. <laughs> truth with Tulsi, or like on weekend, she could do like a lighter version of the podcast where she talks about issues we uh, she likes, and it's called the Tulsi Tickle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gabbard's uh, Gabbard's Gun Show. <laughs> gun show. <laughs> yeah, Gabbard's gun- that's that that's the title of this episode. Gabbard's Gun Show. Gabbard's Gun oh. Show. It's unfortunate that, you know, I really thought that we as a podcast would be done talking about Tulsi Gabbard by now, you know, but uh, it appears that she's going to be in for some time now, thanks to Hillary Clinton's bizarre ass publicity stunt on her behalf. (laughs) I don't know. What do you two think? Do you think that what do you think that Hillary's motive was in suggesting that Tulsi is a foreign asset because that's like a just a, such a weird move uh she's uh in this stage of neoliberal denialism uh she's just really trying to desperately cling on to the reality that's sweeping uh sweeping away from her and the one thing she really like she's going to do like, now i feel like she's a ghost and like every <laughs> every every six or so months she has to remind people that she this or else she'll disappear forever. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why in this way? You know, like doing stuff like writing the book because it's, she, know, it's the it's the I, only way she knows how. No, she's been doing like she wrote the book and she was doing the book tour and she's been you know throwing cloud around these different. I don't know, like to just to just like jump uh, out there and like savage or try to savage because it wasn't very successful but like just like throw some very wild shade especially to throw with no proof in particular at a democratic candidate it's kind of unreal like i just don't i don't get it it doesn't make any sense i'm guessing she just wants to like label every candidate challenging to the neoliberal order as a russian asset because you know that gets the resistance libs fired up Mm-hmm. Is Tulsi really challenging the neoliberal order, though? Well, she feels like it feels like she's establishing, uh, challenging it. 
Yeah, I mean, Tulsi isn't going to go fucking anywhere, but you know. Except the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> she should switch parties, and she should she should do what we were just talking about earlier. She should go, the left forced me. <laughs> Who's ready for some goddamn aloha fascism. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's literally the fucking suede denim secret police. <laughs> <laughs> really, like, really like, well like, dressed cops. Oh shit! This is aesthetics. This is this is this could work. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. if, we're, if we're talking, if we're talking people that are most similar to um to Cal- to the fucking depiction of Jerry Brown and California Uberales to in today politicians, I gotta say Tulsi Gabbard is a pretty close model for that. <laughs> yeah. Mm, maybe I can see it. I can like, see like, it. Do you have a do you have a better idea for for who we're gonna fucking put his head of this way, Dunham Secret Police? I don't know. Uh, Chris Christie. I'm trying to find a segue <laughs> into another topic, and I'm thinking about a lot of dead bodies right now. A lot of news about dead bodies. Uh, Essex Police found 39 dead bodies in a container. <laughs> I, I, they, they're saying they're Chinese nationals or whatever. I don't really care, really, <laughs> even though it's 39 dead people. It's, uh, another body, uh, Franco, the fascist dude from Spain, if you studied history in mm-hmm. history classes, uh, his body is being removed from uh, uh, his or his remains, I guess, from a mausoleum. I don't know where they're taking it. Hopefully a dumpster. we can only hope we can only hope and by the way you i have to just point out that you said like franco and mentioned like learning about him in history but it's always important to remember that because spain you know is like a good european nation that didn't get in trouble during world war ii that franco's government didn't go away and that like the roots of it are still completely yeah. embedded it, in what has Spain has. They still now. got statues and roads named after Franco. Like they had, they haven't fucking de Francoized at all. No, and it's only and because the, the uh, it's only because the it's only because the ETA assassinated Carrero Blanco, which was um, to be planned to be uh, Franco's successor. Did it even, you know? democratize the extent which is done so far but again even these people that are in power now some of them are quote-unquote elected or whatever but it's the same families that were in power before nothing has changed in terms of like who holds the power in spain from when uh, franco is in charge or now it's all the same mm-hmm which is why the Catalonian protesters got royally fucked. Or sorry, I mean, you know, separatist organizers. It's the more correct term. Oh, yeah, we got to be yeah. on the show, dude. God, and you, you know, it, it fucking sucks when people are like, Stan, Stan Hong Kong, for fucking freedom for Hong Kong. But as soon as you bring up Catalonia, they're, they're like, oh, no, that's just rioters. That's just fucking bougie rioters. You you need to do your protests right. 
and you know what this you know you know you know what the thing is it's because the catalonian protests are explicitly a leftist movement mm-hmm. well the hong mm-hmm. kong protests are more them. like liberal and like vaguely yeah. democratic i even mm-hmm. saw someone accuse just recently uh the catalonian movement of having been like a russian backed thing which is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard because the catalonians have literally wanted independence since the beginning <laughs> like oh just like seriously uh, it's, and, it's and just they, easy to... they do this they do this shit about they do this shit about you you um you can see this with bolivia and with chile like um chile's protesters are are already bring, being branded as just like rioters and they're that's not how you protest and they're being slagged off mm-hmm. Well, in Bolivia, they're being elevated, and it's, oh, it's a, they're protesting a dictator who's a threat to democracy. When, like, Evo Morales, he didn't even, if he rigged, if he rigged it, he didn't even rig it to an extent where, like, um, the, bo- the votes were still, yeah, the votes are still being counted, and there's a chance it might go to, go to a recall, or no, go oh, to a wow, second wow. vote. Yeah, runoff, like what runoff. kind of dictator would rig an election to go into a runoff? Like, like, like if I if I was a dictator, I wouldn't accept anything of anything below like seventy percent. Like, what the fuck are you doing if you're a dictator and you're, only, <laughs> and you're rigging yourself to get forty percent? That's that's like weak. Like, you need to brush up on your dictator skills, dude. Go read like The Prince mm-hmm. by Machiavelli again, like. <laughs> Like goddamn, man. man. We're not just, here just... to say that Evo Morales is a perfect person, or oh no, of course not. Anything like that, but you know, it's just funny how often you see this contrast where, you know, uh, Ecuador is another place where you know the protesters there are being denounced by a lot of Western media as, you know. You know, it's really funny when protests align with the interests of capital, capital supports them, but when it doesn't, they don't. Wow, it's so wild. Who could have conceived of this? And it's not even like, also, that we're like, just a hundred percent anti anything like we, you know, we're pro Hong Kong. We've discussed this before. Yeah. Yeah. We have, have. because even if like the Hong Kong thing is backed by, you know, dirty Western capital, like them being free capitalists is better than them being oppressed capitalists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and China is not going to treat Hong Kong. Well, we know that. No, of course, Uh, certainly not. not as well as they would treat themselves. And so, yeah, you can't bl- blame them for wanting political autonomy, even if it's a shitty political autonomy. It's still better than nothing. Yeah. Like, fucking, fuck anyone that says that the that communist China, or communist China is good. Like, fuck off. They have, like, 350 billionaires. Communist country has billionaires. Oh, it's actually, <laughs> if you... <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna do like the. They're billionaires with class character. Oh yeah, I forgot it. Cops have class character. It's billionaireism with Chinese characteristics. Yeah, we 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 just have to let the capitalists fucking 
destroy our country and um, erode workers' rights for a hundred years, and then the billionaires will just give up all their power and will establish socialism. That's how it works, stupid mm-hmm. anarchists. Yep. Also, for any dangus listening to this, don't worry. We stand the PRC all the way. I play without the Communist Party every single day. It's my favorite song <laughs> ever. I know it by heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, it's oh, it's well, it's another aesthetic thing for sure. You know, it's just oh, like yeah. China. China still has the aesthetics of a people's revolution, even though, really? uh, even more so than the USSR, their revolution was co-opted f- before it could really bloom at all. Um, and uh, you know, there's never really been anything that substantial in terms of a real socialist nation being developed. There was just a brief period of time of restructuring and kicking out some of the old billionaires, but now there's new billionaires. Nothing has changed. It's, it's you know it's it's kind of funny because like uh uh shit I'm sorry Th- this is the problem with the raw episode. Anyways, I know what I'm saying now. It's a kind of like weird horseshoe theory because both conservatives and tankies assert that China is communist. Yeah, they just have <laughs> maybe they just have different ways of looking at it. <laughs> well, why do I say maybe? I'm implying that like there's some insidiousness. Oh, there is insidiousness there. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> yeah. Look, I get it. Okay, it's we live in a scary world where, like we're saying, every attempt to push to the left, even if it's a shitty push, like an Evo Morales, um, or you know. Maduro in Venezuela, who's also not that great, right? Like we're not gonna yeah. as much as as much as we're anti-Venezuela intervention and pro-Venezuela truth, I'm not gonna sit here and say Maduro is great. He's just okay, kind of average for a lot of world leaders. I don't know. Um, but the <laughs> the point is is that um it's it's scary to think that, you know, because it's so hard to push to the left at all, even a shitty push will re- will get a lot of resistance, um, that there's kind of not necessarily any allies out there. If, like, let's say the U.S. were to try to become a socialist nation or just part of the U.S. were to split off and try to mm-hmm. become a socialist nation or something along those lines. Uh, it's scary in people's minds to think that there would be no one out there to kind of back them up. And so having this fiction that, like, oh, China's out there and they're just waiting for us to be socialist too. And we just don't get it how well it's actually working over there because there's all this propaganda. And somehow I'm such a big brain that I'm immune to US propaganda, but I could perfectly pick out the non-propaganda pieces of China. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like, I am immune to propaganda. Right. Like, no, Nobody's you're immune, not to propaganda. immune to propaganda. I'm not Nobody immune to propaganda. Neither are immune. you. Right. I'm not immune to propaganda. Nobody's immune to propaganda. You who are listening to this, you're not immune to propaganda. I know you're our listeners, you're not tankies. You're just nodding along right now. Like, uh, yeah, like, fuck the tankies. Like honestly but, but but you're not immune to propaganda either. Never forget that. <laughs> honestly, like if we woke up tomorrow and like there was a hammer and sickle in the in the top left corner of the US flag and everything was draped in red and 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 we had this like 
bullshit fiction about workers rights and shit but nothing else about any of the underlying systems changed like the like the police officers have a little star and sickle on their on their caps like tankies would be voting for trump oh absolutely if trump was like a malice they'd be voting for him so fucking quickly Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely because you know they it's 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 all about aesthetics like we said from the very yeah, beginning yeah. you know that that's maybe, kind of the theme of this episode maybe, maybe there's a connection between tankies and the right wing maybe maybe they're both authoritarians you know you know maybe maybe yeah, we'll have maybe. to look into this we'll have to do <laughs> we'll, some studies we'll have to means test this yeah, we'll have a- to we'll have to look into this again in the future but for today, the moral is definitely um, don't have a politics that's just aesthetics. That's all. Yeah. This is I, a bad yeah, plan. Yeah, I prefer anti-politics over like aesthetics-driven politics, to be honest. But like, I guess anti-politics is a discussion for a new, another episode, really. Yeah. And with Anyways. that, we'll take it to another episode. Thanks for listening to this, our unedited rambling for... for our 32nd or 33rd, I don't even know. 32nd. Episode, uh, a 32nd episode. And 30. uh, mm-hmm. we have been not safe for wonks. I'm Kennedy Cooper. Laros. My name is Dre, and we can be racist now. Oh, it's, it's racist time. <laughs> time for the hidden racism yeah, i thought that was racism. supposed to come out during the unedited podcast like i thought that was just supposed to naturally happen did it just turn out that yeah. none of us devolved into random racism naturally weird i thought that was according yeah. to conservatives that's human nature right is that when nobody's listening you just devolve into racism yeah you just say the n-word and put on blackface anyways thank you all right goodbye <laughs>